You're listening to Steal My Strategy, the show where we talk to smart people who invite you to copy, review, and remix practical ideas you can apply to life and business. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Thanks for tuning in to a special episode of Steal My Strategy. As we wrap up season one, we thought it'd be a great idea to dig into past episodes and share how advisors can apply specific strategies in their business. We were able to steal three strategies that point towards a similar theme of how advisors can conquer any presentation and own their audience, whether it's live or virtual. You may have heard this before. Imagine the audience in their skivvies. This silly adage is an attempt to make your audience less intimidating, but it's not your audience that's intimidating. It's your presentation. People's attention is about as elusive as Bigfoot himself. And even if you do manage to snag their attention, it's even more critical that your message sticks. When you're able to communicate your message properly, it empowers your audience. And look, we get it. Public speaking doesn't come naturally to everyone. But don't worry. Whether you're a newbie at presentations or a seasoned pro, these strategies will empower you to conquer any presentation. First up, we have Carl Richards, who's a certified financial planner, creator of the Sketch Guy column, and author of The Behavior Gap, and he shares how you can simplify the message. One trick that I, two, two tricks I'll give you that I think you should steal. One is for written content. Like I really think perfection, and our industry is so bad at this. I, it's one of like, we're, we're the worst. If you've been to a conference, which I know you've been to a bunch, you know how bad we are at this. Like we all sit there and watch people put slides up that you can't even read. And the numbers are so small and there's so much in there and they turn and read the slide and we all sit there and we hate it. And then when we get asked to present, we do the same thing to people. And so you just, I think if you just stop and say, wait, perfection's not achieved when there's nothing left to add. And this is from the little prince, I think. But when there's nothing left to take away. And the trick I use is I pretend like you only get people are only going to remember one thing. I like to play a little game where if it's a presentation or it's just a client, pretend like the clients are going to get up. You're going to leave and the clients are going to get up and they're going to walk out. And as soon as they walk out the door, there's going to be somebody there with a clipboard. And the person with the clipboard is going to say, what do you remember from that meeting? What would you like them to say? And you only get one. And then frame everything else as support to that. So if you're building a presentation, you may have 10 slides, but you want to reinforce the one thing each time. So that's one trick that I use, especially in the writing. Like what's the one thing I'm trying to communicate? You're not a fiction writer, right? You don't need to have narrative and character development and you need them to remember one thing. What's the one thing? So that's one trick that I play. And I, we, we actually go remove sentences whole sentences at a time and see if we lost anything. And if we didn't lose anything, we leave the sentence out, right? So those are some of the tricks that we use. That's excellent. You, you said two things though, Carl, now I'm on the edge of my seat. What's okay, the so the first, the first one, sorry, the first trick was the clipboard lady standing outside the office. What's the ah, one thing okay. you remember? Yeah. The second one is literally take things off. Like it, here's, here's, here's an example of that. Just go grab your, let's see, like if you have a flagship client communication piece or perspective client communication piece. Maybe it's your brochure. Maybe it's a slide deck. Just grab that and literally go through it and see what you can take away. It's, it, there's too much there. There's too, and, and for instance, I mean, this is the length I go to, and this is an early lesson. The early versions of the behavior gap sketch 
it was just a bar graph, right? And one bar was labeled investment return and one bar was labeled investor return. And the difference there was labeled the behavior. We used to have numbers on it. Like we used to have the numbers, whatever, 12.3 and whatever. Like we'd go find a Morningstar number, a Dow bar number that we trusted and we'd put it on there. And I learned that people wanted to argue about the number <laughs> and they would miss the point. So that's another trick we use is like really look for distractions and pull all the distractions off. Gender, I'm all for writing about gender, if that's the point. If it's not the point, make sure it's not a distraction. Religion, politics, I'm all for, totally fine, if it's the point. I remember we said something about Mitt Romney in a, in a column, and I was like, no, no, it's not the point. So numbers, if you have a slide deck where you have a bunch of numbers, could you get the message across without the numbers, right? Like a, a pie graph, if you all you're trying to prove is 50% of your return comes from this, do you really need the 50% and the 7% and the 2.7 and 3.4%? You could just have a pie graph. So those are some of the things I would just work on. Eliminate distractions, see what you can remove. It's all, we say this internally a lot, it's all in the service of the single point. We call it the zinger. It's mm -hmm. all in the service of the zinger. What is the zinger, right? What's the thing you're hoping the clipboard lady, they'll answer to the clipboard lady when they walk outside? Focus on one message. Focus on the one idea or lesson you want your audience to remember when they leave your presentation. And don't forget to simplify your slides, declutter, remove, and clean. You don't need numbers, graphs, and pie charts, only the facts that matter most to support your one point. Next, we have Andrew Davis, who's recognized as one of the industry's jaw-dropping marketing speakers, who has made appearances in the New York Times, Forbes, and worked for NBC's Today Show, as well as The Muppets. Let's listen in to hear his thoughts on how to differentiate yourself. I think the number one thing that, that, that we need to grasp a hold of in the, in the virtual world is that the relationship is person to person. And that's very different than an in-person event or engagement or meeting. So, you know, just think about if you go to a, a big event and there's a big screen with the slides on it and a, and a presenter that's small up there uh, and you're following the slides and it's, it's you know, it's 500 or a thousand people in the auditorium, uh, you know, that works. But when you go to a virtual environment and you pop up a PowerPoint presentation and then you're really, really small in the corner of the window and trying to have an engaging conversation with the person on the other end, we've got it inverted. We're creating like a, a real world experience experience that doesn't work in the virtual world. So like my first recommendation is to dump any slides, like make this person to person. You're going to look into the camera and build a real rapport with the person on the other side of the camera. One of the things I learned in television is that video is a flat, cold medium. It's just, it's really hard to get your emotion across when you make yourself, you know, a, an 18th of the screen. Uh, and, you know, you've got a big static slide there with 15 bullet points. You want to invert that, make yourself big, as big as possible, and bring your energy level up so that you're talking directly into the camera. And it may feel stupid and weird to you, but you've got to break through the coldness of that, that uh, video kind of medium and screen. Just remember that it's all about the people, uh, no matter what you're doing in the virtual world, and focus on you first, any, any other supplemental material or polls and you know, gimmicks and gags as kind of secondary to the experience. Excellent. Now, I'm a, I'm a financial advisor. Our audience is financial advisors, right? So I, I'm going to give you some objections that I have. Like, I agree with what you're saying. Hit me. But, okay, we're, we're sharing data, right? One of the ways we prove yeah. that we're valuable and 
and able and capable is to show people what we know, what we understand about yeah. the markets, the economy, financial planning concepts. And a lot of that stuff really takes visuals. So I can't yeah. explain everything really well without my slides. Yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is that's commodity content. All right. Like uh, if, if you're truly going to differentiate yourself in a market full of other financial advisors and financial planners, you're going to have to take a different tack because I've had meetings with financial advisors and financial planners myself, and they all present me the same kind of stuff in the exact same kind of way. You've got to show me you're different. And if you challenge yourself to tell me the same story using no visuals or visuals that you have to use just your screen for, you're going to come up with a much more compelling case and a much more compelling interaction and you're going to differentiate yourself by how you do it not just what you tell them so look at the end of the day we all have access to the same data we all are selling the same products and services the way you have to differentiate yourself is how you do it so i would challenge you to, to everybody to dump the slides and find a way to show me uh, with, you know, without using the slide as a crutch, the, without using a graph or a chart as the, as the crutch to prove you're an expert. Remember, how you present surpasses what you present. We all have access to the same data and offer the same services. If you want to stand out, you must exude a feeling of trust, show your expertise, and create an enjoyable experience for your audience by having a regular conversation with them. As for virtual presentations, your goal is to bring your energy level up by making yourself big on the screen so everyone can see your expressions and emotions. This is easier if you look at the camera like you're looking them in the eyes. Last, but certainly not least, we have Carol Lempert. She's an actor and playwright turned business coach teaching the art of supercharging your executive presence. Here she is sharing how you can be present in any situation. What I'm going to say is a one-word answer, and it has a big ripple out from the word. It means breathing. It means you take a deep breath so that you're physically in your body and you feel the sensations of your own being. And that I'm not thinking ahead to the next client appointment that I have, or I'm not ruminating on the client appointment that I had yesterday that didn't go well and I might miss out on that opportunity. So when I take a full deep breath and I feel my chest expanding and I feel my body settling into my own skin, that is one of the ways that helps keep you in the actual moment. And so often when I'm working with clients or I'm running sessions, we'll do some deep breathing exercises and they'll have the experience of after five deep breaths and I'll say, what sensations do you feel in your body? They're like, oh my God, I feel so much more relaxed. Well, if mm -hmm. you feel more relaxed, you will look more comfortable in your skin. Therefore, the definition of presence is you look more comfortable in your skin, your presence goes up. Sometimes yeah. they'll say, wow, I feel much more alert. You know, it's two o'clock. I just had pasta for lunch. I was feeling a little brain fog. I was feeling a little sleepy. Well, if you're not 100% present, you're not going to be able to hear fully what I am about to tell you. Mm -hmm. So that impacts all of the other dimensions. So breathing is the first thing and relieving tension in your body is the first thing. And then the second thing is being aware not to be multitasking. I think one of the things that has suffered as we've transitioned to having to have client appointments virtually rather than in person, I'm looking at you through my computer screen right now, and I could see quite easily that I have an email that just came in. So if I go and check that email in the middle of this podcast, how much of a good podcast are we going to have? Yeah. So turn off your notifications. Stop having your phone buzzing every 10 seconds, alerting you to pay attention, pay attention to that rather than paying attention to what's actually happening in the moment. Those are my two high level pieces of advice.
Remember, the core of presenting is being present in the moment. Carol explains that being truly present means breathing consciously. Mindfulness enhances your presentations. And embrace your feelings. For all the sensations that may arise when you're about to present, embrace every feeling in your body. If you feel nervous, it's okay to acknowledge it in a presentation. Those are the things that authentically connect with your audience. And avoid multitasking, especially when presenting online. Avoid looking at notifications, your phone, or other distractions that may take away your attention from your audience. Why does giving a good presentation matter? Financial advisors constantly share their value with their audience, and those interactions impact their lives and business. Feeling more confident during presentations, whether it's live or virtual, is a great way to build credibility, earn contacts, and win clients. Thank you.